Welcome to the Prime Life Project Podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Heather, again. Before we start and dive into today's episode, I just wanted to say a big thank you guys again for all the love and support you showed me on the last podcast that I did completely by myself. Uh, I was absolutely blown away by the support that you guys showed for that episode. Really, really appreciate it. But today I'm back with my amazing co-host, Heather, and Miles makes a guest appearance. And if you don't know who Miles is, you will find out in the show. But today we're talking about confiding in a chosen few rather than offloading to everyone on social media and the potential implications of offloading to the masses rather than a select few. And we talk about some tips and strategies that myself and Heather have used um, when it comes to actually finding the right person to confide in. So if you listen to the Stu podcast, it's almost like an extra layer to that. But as always, we go off on massive tangents. This episode has got a lot of hidden gems in it. I'm very excited to share it with you. So as always, sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and finally, I have my co-host back, Heather. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I nearly like semi-introduced you then. I was like, got to actually fully introduce you. Throwback. It's Heather. How are we? Um, I'm okay, thank you. We're actually recording this a lot later than we normally do. I know. So my brain might be a bit different. <laughs> a bit different. A little bit more sleep deprived. Is what it is. Yeah. We've also got a bit of pressure today as well because we've got Miles, the uh, the uh, what's the word, the man, the myth, the legend, Miles that randomly gets thrown into podcasts every now and again. He's actually watching us like a bit of a creep on the sofa next to us. But I feel like, I feel like we've been audited. I feel like he's taking notes and judging us. Yeah, I feel like. And afterwards, he's going to give us like some marks. Like that, that was a C. It's like mm, yeah. So my feedback is yeah. uh... Heather, you were great. Dan, we need to do something about you. <laughs> We need to replace you. There you go. It can be the Head of Mouth podcast. We can't uh, do it. You've got your YouTube vibes going. Yeah, that, that was happening and then uni happened and then I'm kind of just floating along with everything. I like doing YouTube videos. It's just a lot of like video editing is quite difficult because mm-hmm. like, with audio, you just have to think about the sound whereas video editing, it's like ooh, the lighting and all this stuff. But and it's that, quite And fun. that's why we don't do videos for the podcast anymore. Yeah. When we lost Lauren. Yeah, like, farewell. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she listens. If you're listening, Lauren, hello. <laughs> I don't know where she is. She's gone. But no, I um, and I was going to make a funny joke halfway through you saying that. Like, uni got in the way. It's almost as if you're a student. I'm really not a student, though. I'm just someone who happens to be in their third year of a degree. You just happen to be paying money to go to a building that potentially you get a degree out of it, but you're definitely not a student. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Just, just got to get through to the end, and then I will be fine, and the student status will leave me. To be fair, you're probably best off being in education right now because the job world and everything's going on. You're, at yeah, least you're safe. That is true. You're safe in education. That is true. I use the word safe. Uh, anyway, you've got Miles, the entrepreneur, the, uh, the entrepreneur that's going to be looking after you anyway when he becomes a multimillionaire with his kombucha. Em- kombucha? Kombucha Com- empire. Kombucha empire. I can't really say it. Sorry, repurposing Mark. those industrial lockers yeah so basically miles we're gonna get him on the podcast at some point when his business takes off and he becomes a multimillionaire but basically he's creating his own kombucha he brought it into the gym we all fucking loved it we gave him some flavor ideas and now this is how fucking cool this is like the company that he's actually working for that's got nothing to do with kombucha has basically said that he can use they can use he can use their kitchen to start creating it which i think is fucking awesome like, that's the thing like I think smaller businesses and like knowing people who have their own like small businesses all work together to support each other. Yeah. Whereas like big companies are all like head to head 
fighting and angry mm. whereas in nottingham there's quite a lot of like nice small supportive businesses and stuff like that so i think it's a really nice thing is it the pudding pantry that did something with the i know loads of businesses have got on board with it but i posted something on instagram the other day about the school meals oh yeah yeah they are off i think it'll be finishing this week but they were offering free school meals for children doing half term <sighs> awesome that whole situation just gets me angry because yeah, yeah. that yeah. honestly and again it's not a political podcast however that's some fucked up shit. It's not a political podcast, but I'm the product of free school meals. So. But, but, but this, this, the thing that, and again, I, I don't know the fucking internet politics. I'm not going to fucking try and pretend that I do. But fundamentally, like giving some sort of vouchers for kids to get school meals, I don't understand how that's a negative. And they're saying, the government's saying that they basically give the parents enough benefits and they've improved the benefit system, da da da. And that's all well and good. But if parents are fucking crackheads, mm. then that money ain't going to be going on the free school meals. So my thing is just give the fucking kids the meals. And these motherfuckers are getting a pay rise as well. Like, I've got no problem with the actual government, like, with what they do, because it's a fucking hard job. When they do stupid... Boris, if you're listening. When they do stupid, fucked up shit like this, it just makes me think, you fucking idiots. And you've got that uh, Rashford, uh, Michael... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Rashford yeah. Like, and I was saying this to my clients earlier on, I don't even particularly like him as a football player, if I'm honest with you. However, fucking massive respect. Like, he's done more in six months than Jamie Oliver has his, his entire career. If I, was Jamie ja- Oliver- if I was Jamie Oliver, I'd be, I'd be fucking embarrassed. Yeah, all I know about Jeremy Oliver is he took turkey dinosaurs off the school menu and he puts olive oil on everything. And that is all I know about the man. I don't know how I can take turkey dinosaurs off the school Honestly, menu. Honestly, that, that was the point. I think that's when the economy crashed. I think that is when swine flu came about. I heard he created coronavirus. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. It sounds like a name that he would come up with. Yeah, I agree. That a little bit happen. of extra version olive oil, a little drizzle of coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus 19 Right, we've oil. completely gone off on a tangent in the first t- like we're 10 okay. seconds. Listen, we're only four minutes in. We're only four minutes in. This is the introduction. We're allowed to do this. But okay. what are we talking about today? So uh, what we're talking about today is kind of like going to the right people for advice and how to kind of work out whether you are sharing like if you're stressed and like people say oh you need to talk to someone talk to a friend reach out it's reaching out to the right people Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's not even a professional person but it's a friend that you know will support you versus a friend or a colleague or whatever who will kind of give you a really off the bat response or kind of not take you into account when giving you that response Mm -hmm. yeah and I think this is what, um, do you get the idea from the Stu podcast? Getting deeper into that one. Um, I'm pretty sure I got the idea like three or four weeks ago because yeah. we originally spoke about it. So it yeah, might did, have yeah. Been, because yeah. obviously when, uh, yeah, I think we spoke, I think you spoke about it before me and Stu had that podcast. Yeah. And then me and Stu had the podcast and it basically it's, and when you said about this, because me and Stu weren't specifically talking about that subject, but actually it's a really fucking key thing that we, me and him touched on, but actually can be delved into a lot more detail. And I think that's what we mean, we mean you do well. Like we pick apart things and go into a little bit more detail and make it a bit more real because again we fucking know each other we're cool we're cool miles would be like just taking notes like nope fail f <laughs> so so then how did so it's in your head then was it a particular thing that came up for you that's made you think about this have you confided in someone that's then either giving you shitty advice or like what like where why is this why is this topic important to you like what where did this come from um it's almost like an accumulation of a lot of things so like I think I was having a bad day and I put on my Instagram story like, oh, having a really awful week, everything's rubbish. And I know it's like, we, we live in a world, a generation <laughs> where you do that and you know that some people are going to reply and be like, oh my God, how are you? Yeah. Some of my friends replied and they were like, we need to have a phone call, we need to chat, like, I hope you're okay. But then I had one friend who replied being like, you need to stop posting these stories and like just message your friends. If like, she basically said to me, if you're feeling stressed, stop posting it on Instagram. 
and like tell your friends. But I think by posting something on Instagram, you're inviting that conversation. And if people Mm -hmm. do want to talk, they can reply and be like, I Mm -hmm. hope you're okay. Whereas if you just randomly on a Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. message a friend being like, I'm stressed, I need to rant now. They might not be in the right environment, right headspace Mm -hmm. to kind of take that stress on. I think it got me thinking like, it's really hard to know who and when and what to talk to people about. Everyone, the tagline I hate is mental health is important. Like speak to your friends, but there's so much more to it than that. Agreed. And it's hard to know who to speak to and when. And which friends, because again, everyone's got their own shit going on. So if I'm having a really fucking shit day and then you message me saying you're having a shit day, I don't have the energy or the mental capacity to help you with your shit day, if that yeah. makes sense. But then it's then also interesting, because actually, funny enough, on my, on my notes, I actually put it on here about, because I didn't know where we are going with this, as always. I'm sort of going in blind. I sort of took my little notes. I've also realized, by the way, on a complete tangent, you're sat on the stool. I actually meant to give you this really comfy chair. What's oh, it's all right. I quite like the stool. It's like <laughs> Just half, half around, I thought, shit, I actually meant to give you this chair. So apologies, you're on the stool. So Miles I'm, has I'm, taken notes. I'm just, a horrible, I'm just a horrible human being. <gasps> no, chivalry's dead. Um, but then my thing is with that then, because in the social media, if you put it on social media, I think it, it's all to the context of why you're putting it on social media because some people just put stuff on social media just for attention. Oh, yeah, like the Facebook, like, oh, my God, so all, annoying. All the time. Yeah. And again, it's what me and um, Stu spoke about when it comes to like, like the, the girl or the boy that cried wolf because like, almost something actually is happening and is bad. People are just going to fucking completely ignore it because it's like, oh, it's just fucking Heather again. Like, oh, God, here we go again. But actually, if it's someone like yourself that's very open about mental health and you're very open about your good days and your bad days, when you're saying you're having a bad day, people know, oh, fucking I was having a bad day. Mm. And then, as you said, it then actually opens that conversation up where if someone is in a good space and could be like, well, do you know what? I can actually give Heather a bit of energy today. They can then just message you. Yeah. But then it's also a problem for you in a relationship with Miles, so it's not really necessarily an issue with you. But I find with females especially, you get fucking creepy motherfuckers and they always use that as like an excuse to slide into the DMs. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, it's... Again, Miles is here, so... Uh, <laughs> but no, this is nothing bad. But I think every person has experienced it just, like, putting something on, oh, I'm sad. And then someone... Could, it's people who latch onto other people's sadness as a way of kind of getting in. Of like, oh, Taking you're, advantage you're sad. I'm sad too. Let's go on a date and cry but, but, together. But, but not even, sometimes it's not even that they're sad. They see the vulnerability. Yeah. So they're like, oh, Heather's sad. Bam, there's my opportunity. She's weak. I can I can pounce on that. And then they almost come as in like the saviour, like the the uh, knight in shining armour, like almost like narcissistic in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they spot people's not in a good place and kind of latch onto it and jump onto it. And again, females do the same fucking thing. So I'm not for a single second saying it's just on males, but it just happens at speaking yeah, of perspective. I feel, this is not me just generalising the entire male and female agenda, but I feel like if a girl was to message a guy and be like, are you okay? I think they'd be more willing to kind of have like a deeper conversation than just like, feeling down come to mine i'll i'll help you feel better exactly, yeah. whereas i feel like quite a few guys would be more like do you want to watch netflix <laughs> <laughs> i've got a great documentary with david attenborough <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i true, actually don't it? have a subscription to netflix but you know it's my ex-girlfriend's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, who's that person on the no nobody it's my mom it's my mom <laughs> right okay then um so then with the re- what response did you get? Obviously, did you get a decent response from what you posted on there? Apart from that friend of yours was quite negative. Yeah, because I think my Instagram isn't... It's my Instagram, I've kind of... I have the two. I have the one that's just Heather, hi, look at me, normal person. And then I have no, an Instagram... Normal, normal, normal. I'm in, normal. In commas. <laughs> yeah. And then I have another Instagram, which I like to write like, longer captions on and talk more about mental health. And I will post that sort of stuff on there. Yeah. 
and I do have like a good like relationship with my followers and stuff and people will message me and like just be really supportive and stuff if things like I posted something today being like I'm really stressed with uni and I'm not posting much on this account because I'm so stressed like I'm just like kind of like an update mm-hmm. still alive and those people are like oh like that's fine like look after yourself and stuff but with this particular post that I'm talking about it was the same thing like my friends messaged me being like do you want to talk whatever it was just the odd few people that one person specifically said I don't think you should be posting this stuff online and then you know like I can just tell other people would probably like look at the story and be like "Hmm, attention seeking but then it's like if someone is attention seeking that that doesn't invalidate it's also yeah yeah, why why are they attention seeking like is it a cry for help and it's always for me it's always like an actual valid reason i don't just like drop my phone on the floor i'm like oh my today's been a horrible day i hate my life like i'm very understanding that what i say kind of is how i feel so if i'm saying it's been a bad day then it has been a bad day but then it almost like humanizes you as well yeah people don't tend to post their shit days if that makes sense and that's why I was very um, conscious when I did that podcast with Stu so everything's very back to that podcast with Stu pick up Stu um, it's purely because I was in such a shit headspace and I've still wanted to record the podcast whereas previously I wouldn't have done I'd just been like well, I'm just going to cancel the podcast I'm going to go home and fucking hide from the world Yeah, but it's like actually I wish I had the time to be more like you on social media meaning like, like your morning cups of coffee where you uh, post the thing things. is that that has unfortunately ended not through waking up one morning and be like i'm gonna stop doing this just from waking up in the morning be like ah panic just like so i used to do my walks i used to so again the reason why this podcast started because i used to do every single day i used to walk to sainsbury's to get some food every morning i used to do morning walks but basically i just like caption what i was doing like basically deep thinking the problem was like everyone was fucking absolutely loving them but i could only do them for a minute yeah and i thought that's why i need to do this podcast because what i can do in a minute on a podcast i've got an hour to actually go into my thoughts so that makes sense which again is really interesting obviously especially when I do the podcast by myself it's weird as we said because I don't have you to bounce off I'm just sat there in my thoughts and I had to try so hard yeah. not to be scatty and crazy it's like no no you're going to sit to one subject on this podcast and I did um, but with all that I then, I then find that when you are then especially with what me and you talk about and what we do when it comes to mental health I think that it is important that you are saying when you are having any bad days and it's then <laughs> It's that relatability as well. Yes. People aren't... I know I don't post online for the pure sake of getting followers, but if I'm just constantly being like, today I woke up and I had an amazing morning, I had this... Because realistically, my morning routine is in the bin right now. And that is... I know that's not a good thing, but just because my priorities... <laughs> good. <laughs> um, my priorities at the minute are just getting my deadlines out of the way yeah. and then I'll be fine. But if I'm just still... If I'm stressing out over everything and i'm writing a caption being like oh yes the three tips on how to feel better about your life when my life is just All feeling a bit shot. chaotic that would be almost like i'd feel kind of like i'm being a fraud yeah. i'd but, rather at least you realize that yeah and the thing that people love about you with the feedback about this podcast is people fucking love the episodes i do with you because you're real like 100 northern pure british but, but that's the thing that's what people love about it like you're not like just this random person that pretends to be what you're not like you're very real yeah. and obviously with, with it's like something like yin and yang because i'm very like sweary and just to the point and blunt like brutal where you're just like this little butterfly floating along but you're just real and people can relate to that and then that's the thing where i think people sometimes like your friend that then commented on that saying you shouldn't be posting about this i don't think they then quite understand what you're doing for and why because what i could talk about is your intention your intention is good 
like you're posting that post out there to almost open up the conversation, which is a good thing. You're not, you don't have the intention of being an attention whore. Yeah. Because if you did, then you fucking deserve all the backlash you potentially get, unless it's for a valid reason. Like again, you're doing it for attention because you actually need deep down, you've got some issues going on, if that makes sense. But an interesting thing I want to put, um, quickly pick up on what you said there was like priorities. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of a little bit off topic, but I went on a, uh, a course two weeks ago uh, and it was uh, called Acceptance Commitment Therapy. So it was a therapy course. And basically, I was on this course with all therapists. I was the only, there was me and I was a vicar. But everyone else on there, and I, I was honestly, no, but everyone else on there, there's like 28 other people on this course and they were all therapists that had like master's degrees and stuff. And I was a bit like, oh my God. But it was awesome. One of the things I learned from that, I still haven't actually gone through my notes to really compile it because that would make a really interesting podcast when you're talking about some stuff. But one of the therapists when we went off in these break-off groups was speaking about values because the whole thing with this ACT therapy is about it's all about values-based. So rather than being goals-based, it's basically you make decisions based on your values rather than goals. And it's talking about like actually um, you've got like a dice. So imagine like a dice that you roll and you can only see really three sides at once and they're your three main values or priorities at once. And actually the dice can roll and it doesn't mean that your priorities that were originally on show that are now hiding aren't there it's just they're not a major priority at the minute wow. so right now your like thing that you're doing with this, the social media like doing your morning routine with your, your, your morning coffee thoughts and all the other stuff it's still a priority to you to do that however that your dice has shifted that's now on the bottom and your front-facing thing is your university deadlines so you still that's there. a really interesting way to think about it yeah it's good because they're still there they don't disappear yeah. but then people this is when it comes to fat loss and because yeah, everything on this um the course i was on everyone found it fascinating with what i do with personal training and how I work with the mental health thing, they literally found it fascinating. I thought they were going to think I was a bit of a dick or like, a, again, like a fraud, like a dim blonde. Well, they, they found it absolutely fascinating. And when they were talking about that, obviously when it comes to therapy-based goal and value settings, I was then relating back to when it comes to fat loss, like everyone's got priorities. So if you've just suddenly given birth, you've changed jobs and everything's hectic and your relationship's a shit show, is that a great time to get yourself in shape? Not particularly, no. no. So then, but you still want to do that. That's still one of your values is actually to have a really healthy, meaningful life that's like, one you, your values is to actually lead a life um, where you mean, you're fit and healthy and active. But actually, is it really relevant right now? So one of your other goals, the values that pops up now is actually having a really good family life, which is in the shitter at the minute. So then you've got to prioritize that. That doesn't mean the other goal's not there. It's just priorities. So I think that's an important thing to, again, just to give you some sort of like, context of this yeah. it's like you're allowed to be fucking busy at university yeah. and not fucking be posting a load of fucking shit on social media even though it's for the good of people sometimes you've got to make sure that you've got your shit together first and i feel like almost it would be wrong to do it in a performative way to just be like because sometimes i wake up in the morning and i'm like i really should meditate it's been I'm not gonna lie it's been like two weeks <laughs> but the stress of thinking i should meditate when i know i've got to leave the house in half an hour it's like do i want to meditate and then feel all zen and stuff but then have to run out the door mm. in five minutes and i then kind of work myself up into more of a stress ball when it's like realistically i could have a day of the week where i could just sit in my room meditate all day do yoga and do whatever and like i don't know it's not doing things for the sake of thinking that you should do it and like performative and all this. And I wouldn't want to post things on my Instagram to kind of be a brand and all this stuff. Just kind of like go with the flow and all that. Because then then it also then loses its value if you're just posting for the sake of posting. 
and your morning co- coffee or your morning thoughts are just a bag of shit. And you just post them just for the sake of doing it. Do you know what I mean? You're just thinking, yeah, just your, thought, the your thoughts bin, are, the sky is blue and the coffee is warm. Okay, brilliant, Heather. Like, do you know what I mean? But it's like, actually, it loses its value. Like, what's, there's, no, there's no point in that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so you're just posting for the sake of posting. You've got nothing to say. Yeah. And that's sometimes where I would then, when I talk about these walks I used to do in the morning, sometimes I felt like I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's like, I've got really nothing to say. Yeah. Like- do you know what it is as well? I think because during lockdown, I started following all these people online that were very like, um, I don't know how to describe it, like ideal lifestyles, you know, have like my really elaborate coffees, <sighs> do all this, like. Um, Make kombucha. At miles. <laughs> um, but, and it was kind of easy to understand, oh yeah, like they have all this time to do this and all that. And like, they would be like, oh yeah, I just do all my work in a coffee shop all the time. Like, and then I'll go to the, I'll go and get some like food for, as a takeout, like a really healthy takeaway food and stuff. But then as life has picked back up in England and as I've like got more things that are demanding my attention, I realize it's just really unrealistic to kind of be forcing myself or like assuming that I should be having that similar sort of routine. Mm-hmm. Cause that doesn't, people who they're, like sole income is Instagram and they can wake up at whatever hour and do whatever they want and they're in control of their time. I shouldn't be comparing myself to that because right now, like my time is kind of very much divided. Mm. And again, find yourself a student that's working like you are, that's then living that life. I doubt, yeah. there's, I doubt there's many people that are doing that. And if they are, I'd then question what grades are going to come out at the end of their degree. Yeah, I would rather get a good grade at uni than be like, yes, but I did actually do... 4,000 yoga sessions in one year. And so it also comes down to, so there's something I'm looking at at the minute when it comes to um, Instagram, which is really interesting. And something I've said before, I think I said on oh, the Wade podcast, we talk about donuts. People get so obsessed with Instagram and building this following on Instagram. What happens if your Instagram gets hacked and you lose everything? Honestly. Like, you then don't have a business. Yeah. You then don't have a business. Your business, like if I, if I lose my Instagram right now, I'll be fucking pissed, don't get me wrong. But this podcast will still be going out there. This podcast has picked up traction now. My business will still be running. Yeah. Like, I don't rely on Instagram, whereas all these influencers that rely solely on Instagram, what happens if they lose it all? They then don't have a business. Does that make sense? All these yeah. people, like, especially these young people, are putting all their time, energy, and effort into Instagram. Why? Just fucking live your fucking life. Do you know what I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, you can go on. I'm not bashing Instagram for all, it's, for all it's, for all the bad that Instagram does. It does some really fucking good stuff. And again, some of the stuff that I find when it comes to mental health on there is fucking brilliant. And it does, it's amazing connecting people. But the problem is, as you said, when you're then setting unrealistic expectations and comparing yourself to other people, like they've got these amazing lifestyles and you're just sat there like, fuck's sake, I'd have my filter coffee. And you see this person sat there in this coffee shop again, but what have they done with fucking life? And again, are they happy? Do you know what I mean? It's just so many things and it's, yeah fucking instagram yeah fucking instagram Fuck but this is the thing like kind of to go back to the whole topic of like talking to the right people and confiding in the right people yes we've got off track it's, again oh, as per usual i actually so after this thing had happened and my friend messaged me and i didn't completely i didn't get the message from her saying you need to stop posting this and just think ah oh, shut up you don't know anything <laughs> i actually took on board what she was saying and i was like you know what i understand so i actually um booked myself in with counseling with the uni awesome. because I was just like, okay, well, I've kind of exhausted all my other options and I've spoken to all my friends about this in like great Mm -hmm. detail. But then I almost found that like, I had my first session last week and I'm going to continue doing it just because it's on offer to me. But I was actually feeling really good that day and then having to talk about not good things brought me down and it was like, people would always say you need to talk to a professional and stuff. But then when I actually was, I was like, I could have almost have had a better experience just ringing my best friend up. Yeah. 
Was it, is it um, CBT they're doing? No, it's literally just counselling because it's with the uni. So oh, it's, so it's just going in and chatting. Yeah, so it's, I think the difference between counselling and therapy, therapy is more like, why are you doing this? Here's how to change it. Mm-hmm. Whereas counselling is like, okay, and then what do you feel? Okay, and then what? Okay. And what does that make? Like, it's more mm. like questioning you, but yeah. not asking you to change anything. It's making you just talk more about Yeah. And I think that sometimes can be the problem. Which is so again when I did when I finished that um, it was actually Scarlet that recommended I did that therapy course. But <clears throat> the reason the thing the thing that's cool about this therapy is the six different pyram- that pillars of it. And basically, it's all about finding yourself. It's like the the be- most of the last podcast about finding yourself. One of the key principles of this therapy is finding yourself, like context of self, they call it, and then mindfulness, and there's all these different pillars of it. And it's fucking brilliant. It's basically what I do anyway, but it mm. just put it in a therapy perspective. But then when I was talking to a lot of these therapists and they were doing this stuff, I then spoke to one of my clients who's a mental health nurse who always gets mentioned, I probably should bring on the podcast. But it made me realize I don't want to be a therapist or a counselor because you have to follow a script. Mm. So you've gone in there and you're clearly in a good headspace, but that counselor has then had to run through their script and then you then feel shit afterwards. When actually, they could have potentially worded it a little bit differently, kind of almost like freeballed it and actually had a conversation with you and then you left really positive anyway. Does that yeah. make sense? And that's what I like to do with my clients. Like, So I had one client, she comes in quite regularly actually, and basically whenever it's her time of the month, she loses her shit. Me. Majorly loses her yeah. shit. Like she gets very, very depressed. Yeah. And basically it got to the point where one of the clients that works with her she basically had a conversation. They, they thought she might need like fucking sectioning or something. Like she thought she'd basically fucking lost the plot. She hadn't. She's fine. Anyway, she was freaking out saying, blah, blah. I said, right, come meet me on Tuesday. Met her on Tuesday. She's absolutely fine. <laughs> but again, if I was in a counsellor, I don't have to be like, take me back to last week. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, we just had a chat about it and we're like, okay, so did we a bit overreacted? Over- over- and then we spoke about it because I'm reading a book at the minute, book at the minute on periods. So I was a little bit of a conversation about it. Is it the one by Maisie Hill? Yes, it yes. is. Yes, yes uh, from Charlotte. Have you read it? Yeah. I actually had a good uh, conversation with Charlotte about this. Uh, I called out some bullshit, actually. It was quite good. Because she, <laughs> um, she was, what, what was it? She, so, she, so Charlotte, for people who don't know, um, is Heather's personal trainer that is now a member of my team. So I've hired her for the Prime Life Project. She's fucking awesome. I'm going to try and get on the podcast. So she was telling me, uh, she wasn't in a good headspace about something. So I then said to her, because she'd recommend I read this book, I said, what phase of your cycling are you in? <laughs> Have you tried seed cycling? <laughs> and then I, t- I turned around to her and I said, uh, when did, when did you ovulate? <laughs> and so then she told me, uh, and I said, cool, we can work it back. So then like 14 days later is when you're going to start your period. Yeah. And she went, no, 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 it's not always 14 days. I said, I'm telling you now, after you finish ovulating, it's always 14 days and you'll start your period. You'll start menstruating. Actually, that's quite technical. Oh, and quite she went, no, she's like, and this was at about nine o'clock at night. So I was in bed. And she went, no, it's not. I had to jump out of bed, open up the book and take a photo of that particular page <laughs> to prove to her that I was right. I was like, bam, there it is. So it's, it's fascinating because Again, again, we're going to. I actually want to get her on the podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. But I need to finish reading the book first because I think when I contact her and I'm like, "Hey, I'm a male. I've read your period book." She's going to be a lot more inclined to actually come on the podcast. And Hello, that. I'm a male. <laughs> but isn't honestly, it's, honestly, it's yeah. absolutely fascinating. It's and as well, I think it is important that guys read that book. Hi, Miles. If you want to read it, <laughs> um, just because. I hate the whole thing where it's like, oh, women are crazy and their hormones are everywhere, but women's hormones change so often and mm-hmm. for, for me as well i've noticed i'm quite similar to how you said with your client mm-hmm. in the like final two weeks i'm crying i'm a mess i'm a i'm just all yep. over the place i can't sleep and then the minute everything's like started again i'm fu- that that is the zen heather that everyone knows yeah. i'm just and it's not like i notice it happen it kind of gradually happens mm. well we, we have to put an alarm on her phone 
I've got the app, gets, yeah. It wasn't an app, but basically had to get her to set an alarm because her period is very, very regular. Yeah. So that actually, two weeks before her, she starts menstruating, the start of a cycle, because oh, it's terminology, <laughs> and actually an alarm popped up saying, you're due on your period in two weeks. You're going to be a twat. Wow. Because what happened I, is she would, get, she, she would get so deep into it, yeah. she would think she's going insane. And I would have a chat about it. And she'd like, oh, actually, I'm just in the middle of my period. But she wouldn't realize. So I've made, I've made her set an alarm for two weeks before, then a week before. But again, with it, because when it comes to, again, all the hormones, you're completely right. And again, I don't want to get too much into it because, again, we're going off track again, but it's really important. When it comes to all the hormones and stuff, I think actually the biggest thing with her is she had, and this is something that fucking absolutely blew my mind, is obviously when it comes to periods, the, the quality of your period right now is directly related to what you did six months or a year oh, ago. Yeah. And actually, we then broke it down. So she's going a bit crazy at the minute, but actually six months to a year ago, she had a really, really bad leg injury and her life was fucking shit. And again, the reason why this happens is that the, um, the unfertile leg starts to develop six months to a year before it actually really, well, it gets blood supply and then it starts to develop really slowly. Um, so again, if you're having a shit period right now or you've lost your period right now, it might not have anything to do with the fact of what you're doing this month you got to look at what you were doing six months to a year ago and how stressful that was. So again, that was really interested in something that I spoke to her about and then actually broke it back and she was like, actually, yeah, I broke up my boyfriend. I broke my leg. I'd lost my house. I'd be like, okay, that's probably why mm. your periods are a bit fucking all over the shop right now. But again, once you understand that, it gives it freedom. Yeah. Back to the topic. Fuck, we're back on again. So, the topic? What's that? I don't know what topic? <laughs> just fucking just throw, throw it out the window. Um, I also think it's important when you're choosing people who to talk to about stuff as well. Something I, I wrote down in my notes. Um, Two things I wrote down is that misery loves company. Mm. So again, if you're putting things out on social media, this is one of the potential things with that is if you're feeling shit and one of your other friends that is basically always fucking feeling shit will then potentially thrive on that and you'll almost feel worse because like Michael Lodger said in the law of attraction thing, like it matches vibrations. So if your friend's on a negative energy field and you're on a negative energy thing and then you're talking about how negative it is, it can then lead you down that dark path if that makes sense but if you've got a friend that could pick you up it's brilliant but it's just them being aware what friend is talking to you do you know what I mean if you know that friend is a fucking miserable fuck are they the person to go to when you're feeling miserable probably fucking not because you're then going to basically have a pity party and you're not going to feel any better so that's one thing i noticed and then the second thing is also say noticed i took notes on and then the second thing was um that also picking that friend that doesn't love gossip because people yeah. love to fucking gossip. See, I'm lucky. None of my friends know each other. So. <laughs> so you planned that very, very well. You planned it very well. That's probably a product of gossip, though, because I remember when I was at school, I actually remember the first person I told, this was like when I was in um, year 11, the first person I told that I had um, an eating disorder. Two weeks later, the whole school suddenly knew, and I was like, interesting. How did that leak? <laughs> Only one person, yeah. yeah. But so, again, it might have been like that one person, because again, that's quite, an, that, especially at that age as well. And basically, this, this is exactly what I put her down here. So I put my notes. People love to have gossip because it may help them feel accepted in other groups. Wow. So then when you're at school, that one girl, or I'm assuming it was a female, um, again, had a little bit of gossip about you. And then maybe she wanted to feel like they were a part of something. Yeah. Spread it to the wrong person. And then that's when it sort of all leads. So your friend shouldn't have said anything anyway. I mean, it wasn't exactly like... A shock to anyone, wasn't it? Like <laughs> everyone else could see. <laughs> but it's like it's things like that. I don't like it. I think I'm lucky now that my friends and the people that I talk to, yes, they don't know each other. But two, like I don't know, it almost kind of works in my favour that everyone knows that I've had kind of like turbulent mental health. Because if mm -hmm. someone says, Oh my god, have you heard about Heather? Like, yeah. 
like, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> have, have you read a blogs? <laughs> yeah, like there's a YouTube video on it. Um, but yeah, that, so they can actually be more understanding rather than be like, oh, give me the information, tell me more, tell me more. Obviously, when things are like really bad or like separate things that aren't to do with my mental health are mm. stressing me out, people might want to be like, wow, that's really shocking, tell yeah. me more. But yeah, I just think if you're going to gossipy people about your personal issues, then it's kind of not your own fault if things don't go well, but it's like you could have thought better about yeah. it. But then it's also then a shame. It's then like, it's then, it's then, it's an interesting thing. So let's say your friends are renowned for being gossips. Who would you then talk to? That's the thing. I was expecting something really profound there, Heather. Well, this is the thing though, because yeah. I would initially say like, oh, I would talk to a professional, but I think like how we said earlier, like, being a therapist or whatever talking to a professional is good if you feel like you need that mm -hmm. professional input but i almost feel like sometimes talking to a professional can actually make you feel worse than mm. you are if you are really struggling by the way um go back and listen to the podcast I did with Stu about bloke coach and check out the bloke coach website because that's essentially what he was getting at i wish i fucking had the excess money to get that app back up and running but there is still website support there but because that's the interesting thing we speak about that is like basically just having email support or just have a random mm. person just talking to someone completely random and off the cuff is fucking brilliant. I think that's that why things like forums and Instagram can be so successful though. Yes. Because obviously it's not the same, it's not exactly the same, but the anonymousness of it and the fact that I'm in this Facebook group and it's meant to be for like a gym workout guide, but I've never bought the guide, but I joined mm -hmm. the group and I got accepted for some yeah. reason. But people literally post anything that's not to do with fitness. Like, hi guys, I've just divorced my husband. Uh, how do I sell my house? And like, but people ask these questions and everyone's like really receptive to helping yeah. people people asking all sorts like oh my dog's ill what's wrong with it and isn't it mad that i've seen some stuff like this on instagram before that you can know someone for like three years but actually get a better connection with someone you know for three minutes mm. something like that on social media those people don't know each other but actually you can have that instant connection with them and i found that with you when i first met you straight away we sat down never met each other like because i didn't like i said before, i didn't have a fucking job for you did I? But I was like, I'm fucking yeah. finding, I'm finding, like, I Just fucking, sit there. I was like, like, I was like, right, I need to fucking find something for you to do because me and you fucking vibe. But then same with fucking Charlotte, the exact same thing. Met Charlotte, your PT now works for me. Fucking brilliant. I was like, as soon as I met her, fuck me. And it's just Stu, same thing. But it's amazing how you can literally just meet someone for the first time and straight away just get such a connection from them. And I think sometimes knowing someone for like three or four years can then almost become a little bit twisted and then you 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 assume the best in them and assume they're going to be loyal they're not mm. going to gossip about you and they're all going to give you good advice when actually that doesn't mean anything just because you've known them for a certain amount of time that doesn't then automatically qualify them to give you good advice and have your best interests at heart does that make sense yeah when actually someone that you don't know might instantly get good vibrations off you might instantly be like i fucking love everything about this person i've been through something very very similar let me help same thing again perhaps up with wade never fucking met the bloke chatting for an hour and a half in the gym and I mean like fucking busy mates now but I mean it's like it's just but it's all coming from it from a place of just I'm just trying to just help as many people as possible in any fucking walk of life not just on a fucking podcast just in person and you can get that off these forums and these Facebook groups and the Instagram there is those good people out there so actually especially when it comes to the Instagram page as well some fucking brilliant mental health things on there there's some really good stuff and some really bad stuff yeah what, what do you know any good ones off the top of your head um I don't know because I think the pe I don't really follow specific mental health Instagram accounts just because I like I don't know I just don't but um, there's like some accounts that I follow kind of that post more like general 
mm. mental yes. wellness. There's, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, a positive vibe you sort yeah. of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a girl called Victoria Neve, and she used to be one of them like Fitzbo bikini comp people, but now she's just she's kind of gone back to her roots. She's from Salford, and she's a bit like rough around the edges, yeah. but that's what she actually is like and she's kind of like promoting the whole like be yourself rather than trying to fit into other people mm. um and to be fair my fault the people i'm following at the minute is kind of all a bit corrupt because i followed everyone back who followed me and i was oh, like oh i regret this dear. um try to get that following up yeah <laughs> well no i <laughs> followed i followed people back who followed me because yeah. i felt bad that they were following <laughs> it was a bad time um, <laughs> but love me be my friend yeah. <laughs> I support you. Um, but sometimes it's even just like quotes I see. Some random person invited me to this Facebook group yesterday that's called the Gratitude Journal. But the quotes that she shares, like, because Facebook's a bit horrible, I don't like it, but I'm scrolling through and I just see these quotes. I'm like, that's actually quite nice. I, I posted that. one to my story today. It's like 12 tips for self-care. Don't do this, do that. Do that. Mm. But it's very like simple. Mm. And sometimes that is better than the long, lengthy captions. I love that. And that's, that's basically what I now follow my Instagram. I used to just follow when I was in the modeling space, just loads of male and female models. So basically, as soon as I looked at my Instagram, it'd be either guys that are shredded with six packs or females that are hot as fuck in their bikinis. And it was Not what you want to see when you have your breakfast at morning. You know what I mean? It, it, was like, it just made me fucking miserable. But now I basically got, I've got a mass unfollowing spree. And basically now the only things I see are either funny memes, which literally sometimes, like, especially like my fucking team at the Primal Project are fucking awesome. Like got Charlie as well and he fucking is like the king of memes. So shout out Charlie. He just fucking sends the fucking stupidest memes. And he sent me one this morning and I nearly fucking choked on my coffee. It was so fucking funny. But it's like the funny memes, educational in the sense of um, coaching mm. or it's spiritual and educational in the sense of becoming a better human being. So even if I am caught scrolling on social media, this is why if everyone ever follows me on Instagram, I just post random things all the time on my story because I'll be like, oh, this is really cool. I'll share this. I'll share this. I'll share this. And it also then sparks me to think of things as well. I think it's brilliant. Like I do that. And then sometimes I look at my story. I'm like, I've posted a lot today. And I realize I've just reshared yeah, a million yeah, things. Yeah. But the thing is, though, then, the, do you think they get people that message you and be like, I needed to hear this today. Mm. And that's, that's exactly what I do. It's like, if something resonates with me, it's going to resonate with someone else. And they know that I've not posted. It's not my stuff. It's, I'm not trying to claim it as my own. But I think that's so powerful where some of these people that we know, especially because, again, I was talking to Charlotte about this, where, where she's from, and especially where you're from, again, uh, not your typical, like, spiritual awakening area, but some of your friends back home that don't have access or know, well, they do have access, but they don't know where to look for this information, by you then sharing that simple post, it then ho opens up them to get into that world. They just simply click on that account. Oh, that's a nice quote. That really resonates with me. Click on it. And then before you know it, they took down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing I love about that. You just share something so simple that resonates with you, makes a massive impact potentially on someone else's life. I think it's fucking brilliant. So that's why I do it all the time. But that's what that's all I see on my social media is just positive pages. And I think it's fucking I think it's the way to go. Like and I try not to scroll as much, but also something completely well, before I go completely off tangent well, before sorry, before I go carry on tangent, <laughs> I'll do it off tangent again. Did you know I've started yoga? Really? Wow. Yes. I'm a changed human being. How how are you finding it? How like what have you started going straight into like the big yoga elaborate poses or are you starting? So, so again, I feel like I feel like this would be like the Charlotte podcast. Like, so I do need to get one now because all I'm doing is just fucking talk about Charlotte for the fucking, but she does the reform, the uh, reform Pilates, yeah. which, you, which you, are now, you are now an ambassador for, which is fucking awesome. Honestly, I, that was like the law of attraction to the max. It was, yeah. I was like, I really want to start going here. And then a month later, Charlotte was like, yeah, I think you'd be a great ambassador. And yeah. I was like, you did, you, you did your first class with me as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And then, so the first class with Heather was a little bit more like workout-y, wasn't it? 
I'm not about that vibe. I didn't oh, yeah. enjoy that. Uh, Miles did the same class a few weeks wait, later yeah. and he was like, my abs have I'd, just regrown. See I, see, I didn't enjoy that class. I wanted it to be more stretchy and chill. Like yeah. if I'm going to work out, and I, said, I said, I was very open with Charlotte. I said, I love your instructing. It's fucking brilliant. That class just isn't for me. I'd rather just lift some heavy weights. However, the fucking stretching one she does on a Sunday, fuck me, that is me to a T. So every Sunday now, I go and do like a stretch uh, Pilates class and then I said to her I said you know what I need to start doing yoga during the week and she was like oh well I'm going to go see this um, Caroline Inspired her name is so follow oh, up yeah, yeah, follow, on, so, yeah. uh, follow on Instagram she's brilliant Caroline Inspired I'll put the link in the show notes uh, so, went, so me and her me and Charlotte went to a uh, one-to-one thing with her it was fucking brilliant Honestly, it was so good. And I feel like I'm just a changed human being. Wow. I've got, I've got myself a yoga mat. Does one yoga class. Yeah, done one yoga class. I'm, 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 growing, I'm growing the man bun. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just a changed human being. I'm becoming that twat. I'm becoming that just guy. Just walking around always smelling of like essential oils. And I actually then did buy um, an essential oil diffuser for my wow. room downstairs. Wow. I'm, uh, do you know what? I'm embarrassed by myself. It's fine. It's... You're saying this, and then Miles is sat here as well. Miles did a little bit of yoga during yeah. lockdown. I look, honestly, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like Miles should have had a microphone today. Sorry, Miles. <laughs> He's here in spirit. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll have Miles and Charlotte on the podcast. Uh, yeah. just, just to send two talking and we can just sit in the background going away. Just, we'll take notes this time. We're like, mm. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just rate them. Uh, so back on to topic. Um, oh, wait. Before, I, I can't read that. What are these notes? I'll read it. This is just Miles the just passed us some voiceless stuff. Miles. Uh, I keep feeling like saying something, but I don't want to disturb. You can pop in if you want to. You can use Heather's microphone. Go on then. You can pop in. There you go. We've got a breaking go. news breaking preview. News, yeah. We've got go. Miles on the mic. This is the infamous Miles here. <laughs> this is for all the boys that listen to this podcast as well. Do not be afraid to be that twat. I've literally got bleach blonde hair, a nose piercing and an earring. Do what you do what you love. There we go. And you know what? Of wisdom, funny Mike story Rock. on that. Funny story on that. I actually thought you got a nose pierced. I'm actually thinking of getting my nose pierced as well. Oh, then we can... If, if me, Charlotte and Miles who podcast we can call it the nose piercing cast <laughs> there we go but yeah yeah we'll, we'll, yeah we'll um anyone else that wants to give a better right, feedback so i'm not on the marketing team okay, you're not great. definitely on the marketing team no sorry you, you, you can be the poster girl but you're not on the marketing team there we go so right, yeah back I'll, onto the back onto the podcast show yeah. now. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to edit that so it's a little bit more smooth yeah the transition of miles just coming in is a little bit more smooth um but one of the things for me on this then is, going back onto the topic, um, is when it comes to posting stuff about you having a shit day or a bad day, some things just popped into my head when I was taking some notes on this before we started was, um, can you, like them, I'm not saying this is you as in you, Heather, I mean the person that's having a shit day, um, is it something you can then process potentially internally? So if you're having a shit day, like obviously you've got a bit more of awareness than most people, mm-hmm. but some people will have a, something to pop up and straight away they'll be quick to talk about it. But can you just sit with that feeling for a little bit and be like, is this really that bad? Am I just a little bit overreacting? Am I just feeling a bit down? Or am I really, it's just quite fucking major and I really need to fucking talk to someone. Do you know what I mean? I feel feel there's different levels. That was kind of like me today. Because I was really stressed. I had loads of like commitments that were kind of partially falling through, partially not. And um, I actually was at the gym this morning doing my workout at like 7am and I just couldn't focus on it because I was too busy thinking about this but it was a sort of stress where I was like I just need to let things happen rather than going to talk to someone about it and being like I'm so stressed I'm so stressed because I'm like this is something that will resolve itself Mm. whereas some things you do need to kind of have a conversation with someone Mm. and be like this is happening what do I do but then how much does that show how you've grown as a person quite a bit yeah it's all that pilates it's all that pilates all that pilates all the yoga and miles is good influence on you that's just what it is 
Miles has changed you. Miles has changed you for the better. Do you know what? I'm just going to suck you off. Miles can be my new co-host. Well, then, it's been We're going to go straight to the source. We're going to go straight to the source. Like, I'm getting a second hand through you. I thought Miles would come in. Like, I'm like the moon and Miles is the sun. I just like reflect the light. Oh, that was deep. It's from the bleach oh, that was deep. Hair. That was deep. Yeah. <laughs> Miles' influence again there. But I think, I think that then, again, if we're talking about here, like, that then shows your growth as a person because, again, rather than old you that would just post it on there, potentially thinking you needed to, but actually really then sitting with it and be like, actually, I don't really need to. And again, that's the whole thing I'm trying to do with this podcast is then get give people the tools so they can have that awareness and that's exactly what I did with that the, the, the previous podcast when I spoke about that voice inside your head it's just actually just taking that step back and being like hmm is this really something that needs to be posted about can I just sit with this for a little bit and I think that meditation gives you that sort of ability to just sit with your thoughts a little bit longer than potentially most people would so that's a yeah. great point the second one is can you just write it down that sounds a bit bizarre but just taking that second to write your problems down or also like record your own podcast on your voice notes on your phone like sometimes I don't want to write but if I'm just like I need to speak to someone I will rant into my phone mm. or if I'll go for a walk and I'll hold my phone to my ear so it looks like I'm on my phone but I'm saying it and I'm like I can play this back I can delete it yeah like I love that yeah it's a great idea because sometimes I feel like with writing I'm not very good at handwriting and then typing on my laptop it's very easy to delete things like, bam 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 breaking your laptop <laughs> whereas I feel like if you actually verbalise things again this is why I like recording the podcast as well because it's like when you're actually saying things and you're thinking about how to form the sentences you're like, actually it's not as bad as I thought it was mm. and it sounds really deep but everything that you think in your head is just words and if you can let them out they're almost gone yeah like and I had that, again, on my last, the last podcast, I said I had a lot of fucking shit happening in my life. I went to bed one night, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm a sensitive soul. And I went to bed, and genuinely, I was in tears. And I then had all these thoughts popping in my head. And I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to write them down. It's the first time I've ever done it. And it was fucking brilliant. I literally, any thought that popped in my head or feeling, I was looking for feelings. So I just thought, sort of, how am I actually feeling right now? Because yeah. again, my instant thing is like, oh my God, I'm depressed. I'm so sad. But I was like, right, sad and depressed are two very fucking strong feelings. Like, what am I actually feeling? So I just sat there. I wasn't, I wasn't at this point, because it makes it sound very dramatic. I wasn't just sat there, crying my eyes out, writing. It wasn't like that dramatic. Film, like, yeah. Dear diary. Yeah, it wasn't that dramatic. I, my, my tears had gone at that point. It was only a little mini cry. Um, <laughs> mini cry. Um, a boys, power bo- 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 boys cry too, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I just writing down all these feelings. And then by the end of it, I had this massive fucking A4 thing of all these feelings. And it was so therapeutic to just write down what I was feeling rather than just experience, like being in it and just having it as like a blanket umbrella, sad. Because mm. of course I was fucking sad. Like, I was fucking crying. Of course I was sad. But I was like, but how am I actually feeling? And I really broke it down. And some of the words was like, fucking hell, like, these are great words. Like a fucking thesaurus. Like, well, <laughs> my, one of my favorite authors, like when I first started, I kind of got back into reading after my big old mental breakdown um, is Matt Haig and he has quite a lot of successful books and they are literally just like him being like so kind of like blunt about his feelings Mm. and he's a fully grown like 40 year old man and it was really interesting to kind of hear someone like almost like the opposite lifestyle to me talking about the same sort of thought processes that I have and he started writing because he would write things down how he felt and then posted them online occasionally. And then people was like, this is really good. You should write a book. And then he's like a many, multiple times best-selling author now. But isn't that mad? How you're saying this guy's from a different thing of you. This is, this, and this, when you get into the fucking nuts and crannies of spirituality is the fucking ground jewel. We're all the motherfucking same. 
we are all the motherfucking same. So you can take a guy as a multimillionaire, just mega successful. He's still going to have the same thoughts that you have about certain things. Yeah. Now, it's when you get to the heartless pieces of shit that don't want to give kids food. That's when you're kind of thinking, right, you're not like me. However, like the vast majority of people get sad about the same things. They have the same thoughts. They have the same worry. Might have been the same level. Like, for example, you back in the day, like, um, again, the background you come from, like your worry might be like, where's my next meal coming from? When actually their worry might be, I've got this big fucking meeting coming up. Mm. It's still worry about a situation, but the thoughts are going to be the same. Do you know what I mean? The, the thought pattern, like the, 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 the way the thoughts come up and if you actually break it down, it's the same sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? And this is what people don't seem to realize. We're all the fucking same. And when we actually start talking about it, it's like, oh yeah, fuck, we're all the same. Yeah, we're just a more advanced breed of dogs. <laughs> or dolphins. I like some dolphins. Dolphin, well, dolphin, dolphins, dolphins are, are kind of smart. slimy though. Mm, I like dolphins. <laughs> I saw a really good YouTube video the other day of a dolphin <laughs> that, that basically someone's dropped their phone into the sea. This dolphin fucking oh, popped. Oh, I've seen that. It? Yeah, dog would never what? do that, would it? Just like, no, fucking would you about your ass gone? The dog could get that far. But I thought, fucking dolphin. Well, fuck yeah. Obviously, the phone's still broken, so it's irrelevant. Dolphins are the backbone down. of society. I completely agree. Dolphin for uh, president. Fuck off, Donald Trump. Um, the final thing I had to write on this um, about like how, how to sort of like rationalize your thoughts before you potentially post or say anything to your friends. So the first one was, can you process it internally yourself? Uh, can you write it down? Or you're, that was a fucking brilliant thing about um, talking about it. That's fucking brilliant. See, this, this is why you're on here, Heather, because you're so much younger than me. You're so cool and trendy. I wouldn't even have thought about doing that. I've got fluffy pink sliders on right now, so I feel like you can take away the trendy comment. Listen... <laughs> Listen, you own it. You just got to own it. Just accept Time, it. Times are hard. No one can see. Uh, and then the final one I had was um, just a simple thing of asking yourself, will this problem be a problem tomorrow? Just sometimes we overreact massively. And again, I know the writing down and can you process internally will kind of help you get to this inclusion. But actually just taking time to be like, is this going to be a big deal tomorrow or next week? Mm. Because if it's not, is it Joe, 99% of my problems a 24-hour subscription and then the next day it's something else yeah. which I think is almost like a privileged position to be in because if your life is baseline so good that your problems don't last longer than a week then give yourself a pat on your back but really right. most problems should they last longer than a week really in our modern society if you're able to listen to this podcast I mean we've really, had a problem going on since the 23rd of March that was I it March? Would... No, it was yeah yeah back then yeah. but again with stuff like that it's then like that's a, that's a problem that's not going to go anywhere so mm-hmm. hopefully people have just accepted I think a lot of people have accepted now it fucking is what it is whatever the government throws at us which like, okay fine whatever it's like yeah. a you buy a really nice house and you find out there's like a patch of mould on the ceiling that won't leave just, yeah. just accept it just, just accept there, it just chilling yeah that's it in the grand scheme of things you've got a really nice house so it'll be hard to get rid of it. It's just a very, it's a little minor inconvenience. That's basically what it is, minor inconveniences mm. to kind of pop up. But in the grand scheme of things, like you shouldn't really have these worries that are going to last longer than a day. And if you do, that's when it's a case of, okay, maybe not talk to your friend about it, but what can you do about it? And again, can you do something about this problem? So for example, coronavirus. Can you listen to this, do something about coronavirus? If the answer is yes, hurry the fuck up and do something <laughs> about it, please. But the, the, I'm, I'm assuming the answer is no, you can't do anything about it. So are you going to worry about it? No. But that's the thing that like people get so fixated on things they can't fucking control and they make it a problem, but it's not a problem. Yeah. It isn't a problem. You can't, if you can't do anything about it, it is not a problem. You can't do anything about it. I saw a quote and it was like, don't point out any, this is more like to other people, but don't point out a problem with someone if they can't fix it in 10 seconds. Yeah. If they've got like a little bit of dirt on their head, they can get rid of it. Mm. If you're saying to them, mm, you're quite fat. Like, no. Oh, so yeah. 
I'll just lose all this weight right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just how you approach it, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, again, it's how you approach that problem. So again, it's like that person clearly has a problem. That again, and if they are that, someone's morbidly obese, they clearly have a problem. And again, this is sometimes what my clients find odd about me, is if I've got a client that's fat, I will tell them that they are fat. Because most people don't tell them. I'm talking about when they're actually fat, not fucking when they're borderline fat. I'm like, no, no. I'm talking about when people mm. are actually fat, like they're morbidly obese, they're coming to me because they are very, very big. I will tell them. And do you know how refreshing it is for them? to hear that someone knows that they're fat. I always appreciate when people are more honest with me. Like, again, I keep mentioning Miles because he's literally yeah. here. But ever since we first started seeing each other, he's always had this thing where he says, oh, I've got no filter. And he just says things that other people don't say. And sometimes I'm like, oh, why have you said that? But then sometimes I'm like, I'm actually glad you've said that yeah. because I was worrying about that thing, but nobody else has mentioned this it. This is the point. You're being counterproductive. If that person is trying to drop body fat mm. and you're saying to me, find where they are, you're basically enabling them to fucking stay fucking overweight. This thing leads to fucking health conditions. That's not fucking good. Do you know what I mean? That's not good for that fucking person. It's almost like if someone was smoking a lot and started to cough loads, you'd be like, oh, you're yeah. fine. Just keep smoking. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. But this thing, you can call a smoker out. But again, there's now this thing about, because people are fucking, oh, I've got to be fucking happy with the body. Listen, if you've got excess body fat, you're opening up yourself to, to, to health conditions. It's fucking. It's a simple fact. By excess, you obviously mean like quite a lot. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, yes, yeah. Do not fucking get yeah. me twisted on this. And I probably put in the show notes way before that. Uh, like excess edit. Yeah, I'm not talking about everyone's got fucking. I, again, I've fucking got excess body fat on me. I'm fucking absolutely fine. I'm talking about huge amounts of body fat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Huge amounts of body fat. That is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that you've got. You can just grab a little bit. That's not what I'm fucking talking about at all. I'm talking about when you've massively got more body fat than you fucking need on your body that fucking shit needs to go because it's going to cause you fucking health conditions. And again, if you've got kids, thinky kids, da da da, da going down that line. Um, I forgot my massive brand there. Well, that's very on brand. I know. So- <laughs> um, do you have anything to wrap up and saying? Um, no, I feel like this has been a very, like I said, on brand tangent, but I feel like we've almost actually stayed on track. We have, with the help of Miles. It's because so we, we know we've been audited. That was so true. It's like the council hearing. Oh God. It's like, yeah, shit. Like, we never get judged. We've got to do a good job. It's like um, Simon Cowell. Exactly. Uh, so where can people find out more about you? Um, on Instagram, believe it or not, um, <laughs> which is Heather's dot perspective. Heather's, and then the full stop perspective. Yeah, not full stops in the word. So no, that's that's again, the link will be in the show notes. And again, uh, don't forget to follow me on social media, Daniel underscore James underscore fitness. Until next time, take care.